0: Ice water the very
1: Thing first is, words were... with caffeine, Dan becomes caffeine. a Democrat. So
2: that's why well, we decafering. don't want him to have caffeine, then. <laughs> say say what now? Caffeine, <laughs> caffeine means you're <laughs> a Democrat? Turns no, no. It turns
1: him into a Democrat. No. Oh. I said, don't let
3: him
4: ever have any caffeine.
1: That's why he's decaffeinated.
4: <laughs> you no, know, it just turns his, his baiting machine up. <laughs> that's interesting. The baiting machine. The I like baiting
3: that. machine. This is... But I, I, I was telling Dan and, and Byron at the other table, I came across a quote to this week, that eternity is eternity is too long to be wrong. like, that's a good one. Oh! That, that is a pretty
1: that's good one. It's too
3: long to be wrong. Fearmonger. monger. Very few people think about that, though. Even believers, that people that say they're people of faith, I don't think give what, a lot of thought to that. Sometimes. So what's the concept of eternity? I don't know. Forever? That's the
1: thing is it's hard to wrap your head around eternity.
3: Infinity and beyond, as the famous. Uh, <laughs> oh God! what
1: I have said. Yeah. The idea of a void
2: within it itself. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't really think wrapping your head around eternity is really that difficult. It's it just, just simply is. It just goes on. I
1: can't look it up just, and wrap my just, head around the cosmos. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, just, but it's its there. too big.
2: We don't. But, no, it's not. It just simply is. And we're in it. We're of it. Don't give me that it is what it is. Well, no, no, not that it is what it is, but that it simply is. And we know that it exists. we know that anything and everything is going to continue to exist and function after our bodies are long gone. We're just simply linear creatures. Have yeah. a linear process. We grow, we I guess
1: that's why eternity expire, is so hard, because we, are, we were created to be linear.
5: Yeah. No. <laughs> and The, the, the difficulty that John had so well presented is the idea of relevatory. So well, the reason and revelation, which we talked about a little bit last correct. week. Now, so this reasoning week, is the one that is having the problem of trying to define it. It is what it is. It is the no, relevatory. It's is true. The revelatory. Well, Whatever it is, it is. is. There's no reason for you to be able to to reason its causality because it already is there. So therefore, why reason?
1: I like that. We're just trying to figure it out.
5: That's what we do. Does this mean I can go to the
1: street?
5: Yeah, we (laughs) always, we want to put
1: fences around and say that we can (laughs) corral
2: it. Well, here's the dealio. Um, <laughs> the say say, read
1: my
3: no, name.
2: actually, this is the second week in a row <laughs> that I did not send emails out. You're I, be, you're I, gonna be well, real my schedule is completely blown up, <laughs> blown up yeah. 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 because I actually I went back to the corporate world. I actually started a new job. On April 9th, and I'm there now Wednesday. Would you Monday, would Tuesday, like Wednesday. to get
6: the violin out for sure? Long bow or short bow? Anyway, i tell you, it's tough. Ooh, poor Pete.
2: So, more my speed. entire We're schedule sorry. is. I'm, I'm working. You need up. a hug? So. I do. You need to say. Take space. care of him Dan. You need to say straight. No, yeah, it's a not stable.
4: It's a stable,
3: tough
2: road. <laughs> not much yeah. has changed.
1: Anyway. <laughs> not really, really it has.
2: It has. Has, has. The face has changed, but <laughs> really the team is the same. Yeah. yeah, it's all it all is what it is. Anyway, I said it again. Yeah, I know you. I know made it's that true, thing. though. It's true. It, it is. It it is true. But anyway. Here we go. I'm Peter Gall, and uh, host and creator of Civil Tension, and this is episode 66, I think. You believe that number, uh, buddy? 66. <laughs> 66. Episode 66 of Civil Tension. And uh, actually, I'm here with uh, uh, co host Ken Nicholson. And co host John Guancey. And guest to my right Dan. And Byron.
1: Me Don.
2: Don. Don oh, and Don. Don and Don. So, now our subject today, and, uh, a couple of things went through my head this week, but one of them <laughs> only, only a couple. Only I only had two right? I had one of them room for two things. <laughs> I see where they went. One was not a bullet. I had plenty of space for it to travel from this ear to that ear and out and through the wall. Damn so, person. But uh, one of them was because this is uh, our good hour, uh, Good Friday week, Easter weekend. Uh, one of the things that, that bothered me greatly was seeing requests from those who do not uh, participate in. In the broad-based Western religion of Christianity, no matter what area you want to subscribe it to, ask that out of respect, uh, people please not decorate for Easter and please not uh, put that out there and please not you know why do malls need to have an Easter bunny? Why do uh, you know why is why does this have to be so in our face? Uh, that bothered me a bit. The other thing was, and when I was talking about that, as well as things within the political landscape, <laughs> um, two people this week. One, I've never met in my life until I happened to walk into a, uh, a, a long-term care center, and uh, that is Anyway, I'm going in and out a lot of those, uh, but... Um, There was a person there who was talking with another person. They were really just throwing fits, politically speaking. Uh, One was obviously much more to the left and one was much much more to the right and I would say both were probably in their late 80s early 90s and and I started listening I started smiling and um, did you invite them to civil tension? I did as a matter of fact <laughs> but um, they're not allowed to leave unless someone checks them out and you know we could do that anyway uh, but
1: like the library
2: yeah go like the, the, the library <laughs> you gotta go check out old people and you should because my gosh they got a lot on their minds yeah. but you know, and, and I actually, you know, one the, the guy who was a little bit more left said, what do you think is so funny? I'm like, well, actually, we love these kind of conversations. There's a bunch of us that meet, and here it is, and you can actually tune into this if you want. And uh, uh, he said, oh, so you guys just sit around and do a bunch of talking. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. and I'm like well that is part of what we do we sit around and have these conversations to prove that you can do this and other people can listen in hopefully we inspire others to have these things. he says no what are you going to do about it and he is one of these people that back in the, the 60s he was a big demonstrator and activist and you know so well what then I said oh what do you do and he says, well, here's what I did and he went to a lot of the. I yelled and screamed yeah uh, I yelled and screamed Wait, I carried a sign I yeah mm-hmm. and uh, the other guy actually was a retired military and uh, he fought in uh, uh, Vietnam and Korea and Vietnam and uh, actually did quite a few other things but uh, he was I can't remember he was a colonel? Something, some kind of colonel Uh, but um, I wish I had written it down but he said, Well, I've done what I wanted to do. And then another person who listens to our podcast fairly regularly, who is in her seventies, said, Yeah, you, you guys talk a lot, but what do you actually do? What do you when you're done, and this is up for everybody to listen to, okay. because I again my response is what we do is we actually have this, we talk, we have these conversations to prove you can and share them and hopefully inspire others. And and she said, But What do you do when you're done and you turn off the mic? Mm -hmm. What do you do? I said, Well, I I go to work. I do. I don't. Mm -hmm. I I didn't have a good answer. So on my mind this week is, what what do we do? do, (laughs) What you know? What do we actually do to perpetuate the world or environment, community, society we want to live in? uh, Or and you know, at what point? Do you say you know what? If you want my respect, you got to show me some as well. Action versus you know, words. Actions versus right? words. And don't ask me to not decorate for Easter because it offends you. You know, because how about why? Why? You know what? The building you just erected offends me. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe perhaps that offends my sensibilities. Uh, maybe the way you're holding yourself out offends me. Uh, you know, this, they, But that goes back to what John often talks about is living in our own liberties. And, and at what point at does that, end. yeah, uh, you know, a time or two, once, <laughs> once times a hundred. It, it
3: reminds but, me of what you say when people uh, on Friday mornings, if
2: the, what happens if you get offended? Yeah, absolutely nothing. Not a damn thing yeah. happens. Um, offense is an emotion. Mm-hmm. And unless you act on that, nothing happens. It, you, there's no Band-Aid you have to get. There's no splint you got to buy. <laughs> oh, I got offended. Oh, no. How long will you be laid up? So that's why you're <laughs> limping.
3: That's why you're limping. <laughs>
2: yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. How come you're limping? Oh, I got offended. But, uh, yeah. Mm. It, it's... So that's what was on my mind. If something different is on anyone else's mind, by all means, share that and speak up. I kind of like the idea of what is it that we do. I do like, that's a good question. It's a good question, but is there an actual answer? Um,
5: Yeah, I think this group could come up with a... It's a crucible. Yeah. um, There's a lady on a radio station that has a program called the Marketplace of Ideas. Oh, yeah. And Yeah, and, and And I like that phrasing of it. And so, by calling it a crucible, what is actually are we doing here is we're examining what our belief structures are to the events that are occurring within the world, and we are talking about aspects of fundamental principles. Mm-hmm. At least for me, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But I target fundamental principles. Right. I, I think there's another half or another uh, thing another on
4: top of that, which is we practice offering competing ideas with open minds. We actually pra- practice the idea of trying to appreciate the other guy's point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only shortcoming of this group is we have too many people pretty much on the same side. We'd love to have mm-hmm. more people on another other side so we can practice this thing better. But there is no doubt in my mind that my manners uh, in public when I when I'm presented with a political conversation or a, or an otherwise contentious conversation I have improved a great deal simply because y'all have kind of ground into me that the fact that you don't walk on the other guy's conversation and you do listen to him and you do try to address what he says as opposed to what you want to say and you know stuff right. and we practice that because we practice it we're better at it and communications is the root of solution to an awful lot of things and communications doesn't happen without good manners so to me to me an awful lot of what we do is we just get better at sharing stuff and
1: yet I think uh, what those seniors are asking is what is your call to action to improve the community Mm -hmm. in which you live in and I think you know, the the older generation definitely had a greater sense of community and helping one's neighbor or one's town um, than than we do today. So the call to action. This is this is one of the unintended consequences of Trump, when he was elected in office and everybody was like shouting from the rooftops, resist, mm-hmm. and then. What they were asking people to, their action, their call to action to resist was to go to the theater, visit the library, clean up your community. Because then all of a sudden it becomes, when you see a problem and say, somebody should do something about that. When Trump was elected, a lot of people were like, oh my God, I'm going to be the one who's going to do something about that. So if you're worried about funding cuts for libraries and the theater and music programs and children's mentoring and stuff, then who's going to fill the gap? It's going to be you Mm -hmm. or me. So again, I think I've seen more community or civics actually acted upon by the community than I have ever seen before in my Mm -hmm. 53 years, which is delightful.
2: That is, I would, I would, I would say that's probably true in what I've seen as well. More people getting involved directly, and and I don't, maybe that is an unintended consequence. I don't know that I would call it a consequence. Just a reaction. Um, I think, no matter what side you're on, if. We see this guy decided to do this thing and succeeded, and now he's doing all of these things he said he was going to do. Why can't I do this, or why shouldn't I do this? But I have seen people become much more active within their community. I
5: don't know. Yeah. I'm so. laughing at the count. Of the, I don't remember who made it was that he, he when after Trump got elected, you know, he said, "You know, when I was a kid, I was always told that anybody could be president." Well, I guess they just <laughs> <it."> <laughs> they, they were lying. That was they were lying.
1: Were
5: they? I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> of course, he was trying to be derisive about it. I, I that was funny. Well, you know.
1: he never said a black man would be elected president, yeah. so. Okay. Yeah.
6: And then there was William G. Harding, right? Who technically, I believe, was the first. So, he had African American in him. Yeah. Oh, like back from vis-
1: the one drop. He just thing wasn't. Was just
6: wasn't visually right. So oh. he wasn't out. <laughs> yeah. So it just depends on how you want to slice your politics. Right. Yeah. 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 Visually. Yeah. Photograph purposes. Yeah. 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 And
2: and yeah. What do they call it? Optics now. Yeah. yeah. Optics. Optics. Yeah. yeah. Like the narrative.
6: So they but, but you know, you know,
2: those aren't the optics you want to present.
6: Anyway. Go you on. know, something, Peter. I think that in, in response to the questions you've been asked, well, what do you do? Uh, something that I remember having this this uh, uh, a former brother-in-law of mine, we would have raucous arguments. He was a devout socialist and an anarchist, and I wasn't. And we could clear a room at Thanksgiving quicker than anybody. <laughs> but I, but but, <laughs> the, the <laughs> but the thing, but the thing of it was, though, is that I respected him for his willingness to sit in the room and actually engage in it. Mm-hmm. And the the comment that I would always, always make to him, and I think this was the premise for civil tension, was that you have a couple of options in this life. Is that you can either engage in the conversation, understand what the other person's position is, then choose liberty. You go do your thing and it stops where my nose starts. Or if you don't want to engage in the conversation and engage in liberty, well, then there's one thing left and that's called coercion. And I think that's the problem. This environment achieves much in the fact that the conversation can be had. Mm -hmm. That, I believe, if I'm recalling correctly, Uh what we fear the most in terms of American culture, society, and among the populace, is that they are, in fact, losing the ability, we as a people, and not all people the same, Mm -hmm. um, but people are losing their ability to have the civil conversation and have civil tension in the room and that it's my way or the highway. And I will s- state that that is clearly a a leftist uh, tendency. Uh-huh. And that the conservative, if the true conservative, not the Republican, not mm-hmm. the person who says they're conservative, but is really just a, an activist of their own type, but the true conservative really just wants to work their job, wants to tend to their family, wants to, you know, uh, stay on the land and do what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and be left to it. And the problem is that we're losing that ability to have the conversations, where it's all placards, it's all shouting, mm-hmm. it's all this or that or the other thing. And no, no, it's, it's really not. It really doesn't have to be that way. It, you can go do your thing, and I'll go do my thing over here, but as soon as you say, well, you must do it my way, well, now there's coercion, and then there's what? resistance, Mm -hmm. right? And we have black gloves on hands raised and blah, blah, blah. And then we're all making statements and we're all being bus places and paid money by billionaires to show our solidarity. Mm -hmm. Oh, how incredibly patriotic you are. Because you rode a bus. Because you wrote a you bus to go is. someplace yeah. that you protest something that you know nothing about. Protest? What am I protesting it's again? It doesn't matter. It's your job. Exactly. Just hold this sign. That's what they do Yeah, it's they it like they bust
1: people <laughs> in to protest America and right. give and so, them free
6: lunch. But right, I think that really is the that is the heart of the issue that this. Has to continue because when this stops and it all becomes about coercion, we're in real trouble. Well, I mean, that, but they see, but that's the tipping point we're at as a country. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, and, I, and we we kind of snicker at it and we get upset about it, but the example of the, how many people are trying to say why should you build, why should you decorate and all this that's we 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 take that too lightly because that's how it's happened over the last forty years, just a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. Because is it really decorations they're against, Pete? I don't think so. No, of course, it's not. And, no.
6: and of course, the Christian is going to make the argument that, mm-hmm. well, you know, it's really not about a stupid bunny. Yeah. And right. Like, and, and so people say, well, I don't want your Easter rabbit bunny stuff. Mm-hmm. up. Well, you know something? I, as the born again Christian, don't want it either because yeah. it's not about a yeah, damn it really rabbit. Yeah, really isn't about a bunny. It's not really about a stupid rabbit. Yeah. Well,
1: Easter's not supposed to be a fertility, rite.
6: <laughs> so the uh, well, I mean, so <laughs> far as that Bible. people have the opportunity to turn life, but, <laughs> but the. But, the, um, but hey, the, the, the problem comes back, to is that you lose the ability to have a conversation. Now you must course. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's extremely important to me to continue these
2: conversations. And That, that was my response. Is, well, this is what we do. This is what we are doing. It's not all you do, though. And it's not all you do. Yeah. Uh, as a, and as a matter of fact, one of the things that occurred to me when they said that was well one of the things I now can do because I'm I just recently found myself in a position to be able to do this, uh, going in and out of you know assisted living facilities, long term care, memory care, uh, is to actually stop and have a conversation with the people that you see on your way in and out, mm-hmm. and in just doing that over the last few days. I have met some remarkable people Uh, folks that, you know, they're just kind of sitting there staring out the doors and, you know maybe they're waiting on somebody to show up maybe they're just, you know, don't want to be in my room but I'm here, you know can't go beyond this spot But uh, and and then just seeing how they respond when you simply walk by and say hi, how are you today, how you doing my name's Pete, what's your name, and you reach out to shake their hand and holy cow, it's like Boom, someone flips a switch and you know, again a couple of times I've just pulled up a chair because I flipped that switch so I'm in for the ride for the moment but uh, they've, they've had an awful lot to say but in the doing of that in, in just that engagement the, the ideologies that I'm hearing and coming out because you know, a lot of those people you know what was on their mind the whole friggin', uh Mueller report, mm-hmm. and also uh, in one particular one, well, we were told we couldn't put the the cross on our door and the the bunny things, and one lady was really upset about that. And I said, well, you know, has anybody had a conversation with them to let you know that you were upset because you were told you couldn't do that because it was offensive to other people here, and and who was it who did it, who did it offend? Well, you know, I went and actually asked said hey you know they're really upset that they can't put the cross on their door and Mm -hmm. you know they'd really like to do that is there someone here that can help them with that and the executive director came out and said "Mm, we have a couple of housekeeping people that didn't like that and kind of threw a fit so we just asked the residents if they wouldn't mind not doing that but they can if they want to and so yeah not just in retail centers or malls or wherever it might be but this is where people actually live. Yes, it's an assisted living center. Yes, it's long-term care. But these are people's homes, mm-hmm. and they're paying to be there. And in many cases, in the for-profit locations throughout Chicagoland, the average cost is to be in an, a, 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 an ALC is over $4,000 a month. It's more than but. that. No, no, that Chicagoland average actually is. It's four thousand. I think it's four thousand eight hundred and seventy-three dollars is the, is the monthly average. Overall, wow. there are some that are much higher, some that are a little bit lower. Uh, but, but
6: but you know what are losing. I want to go back to you know to Dan's commentary from last week, uh, and what we really were is focused on, with regards to revelation and reason, and that and that natural tension. Now, I just want to pretend for a moment that I work at a nursing home, which, by the way, I don't. So my impersonation will be very poor. (laughs) But let's say I did, and I'm walking down the hallway, and one person has a cross on their door. Another person, for whatever reason, had the Star of David, and another person had some other uh, crest, right? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. Go down the list of all the various uh, laundry lists of symbols that are out there. So what? Right. right And so the issue is and, and but I do want to state very clearly for the record that you know I, I am a born-again Christian. I am a pastor. I, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. That's where the buck starts and stops for me. end of it. Mm-hmm. But I am not quote unquote offended in my Western reason to say that that person because they have not accepted, that I must suffocate them
3: right.
6: to pray for them yes. Uh, you know, if the opportunity engage them in a loving conversation, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Do a sacrificial work for them if given the opportunity? Absolutely. No question, no doubt. But there's nothing about the the reason, Western reason that states that that person in their liberty should be forced to strip that thing off the door. They don't extend, again, the left, if you will, don't extend those same courtesies. Mm-hmm. At a time such as Easter.
3: But that's a great point because what I was going to say is is that if, what happens to the other side of the offense coin? If you, you tell me that this should just be stripped from our society and I'm offended by that, that has no value to the left. My offense has no value. Sure. And it's only if I agree with you when you're offended, then, then I will strike you down. We don't take that position. We, we would be, quote unquote, offended to some degree if everybody just said Christianity's terrible and never showed up. We'd be offended by that. But we're not going to say people can't think that way, talk that way. Um, but it's just, it just always find it interesting that if, if you're offended by something and you take it away, there might be somebody else is the, offended by the fact that it's taken away. So the, the mere presence of being offended
6: mm-hmm. should be a push. And you see, if we have to exist in the, with that tension of reason and revelation, mm-hmm. we have to exist peacefully with that in our liberty, individual liberty. Otherwise, again, it goes back to coercion. Mm -hmm. I think that was a point that Dan made last week was really quite excellent. Actually,
1: um, and with regards to being offended, when you said, you know, (coughs) I was offended, I'm limping, and it occurred to me that um, where you take ownership of offense puts you, like, on a certain spectrum of the victim. Mm -hmm. If you were offended, that means somebody did something to you, if you take umbrage, that means that you know you have taken something in and fought back against it with this feeling of outrage. But you own that. I took umbrage as mm-hmm. opposed to somebody offended me. Bingo. So it depends on, like, do you want to see yourself as a victim or do you want to see yourself as in a place to take action against that which offends you by civil tension, civil conversation, or... The of outward is they're not signs victims. of expressing that in a hopefully respectful way.
3: What's funny is they're really not being <clears throat> victims, they're attempting to be oppressors.
1: By removing the they're victimhood from everybody. Yeah. They want to shut you down.
5: Is <clears> this <throat> saying you use that phraseology because yeah. that is indeed the comment that they are making, sure. why they're offended, Right, because they believe that they're being oppressed. By a cross on a door. Because this because this aspect is, is, is you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, tipping the scales against them because right. they don't believe in that particular right. thing. Mm-hmm. This is why the, the Ten Commandments were removed from the courthouse. Mm-hmm. And whether you agree or you disagree about that principle, I thought one of the great arguments of it was that someone that doesn't believe in the Ten Commandments suddenly thinks to themselves, "Oh shit, they're going to look at me differently because I don't believe in this." And here it is a manifesto on the wall. So it's, it's, there's you a lot can of, apply that to I broke the law and I don't believe in the law. That you can. I mean, it would be crazy, but you could. <laughs> of course it would be crazy, yeah. But, but, but the, you know, the, the, the idea behind this uh, about people having a problem with something is the fact that they should be able to, to bring it out. They should have the right to bring it out. We're talking about tactics. Mm-hmm. The tactics that are being used today to force agenda is the problem. Mm-hmm. I think this, this the, 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 key, the key log in this argument.
3: Right, I think, and John, I think that the, the key point is, and when I think of what is it we do, part of my answer would be, I don't just sit here and talk on Friday mornings. I talk with others. What I do is I try to influence other people. I don't, there's nothing wrong with trying to influence other people with what you believe. When you start to coerce other people into what you believe, is where I have a problem. Yeah, it is a tactical mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. but it's again, I it's. I, you, I have the right to influence you. You have the right to influence me. In a story at that point. And it's like if you don't want to hear it, you don't have to. If I don't want to agree with you, I don't have to. It's, but, but it's not right for me to say because I disagree with you, I'm going to try to shut you down and silence you. And,
6: and We have the right to withdraw from that influence. That's true. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Don, you were going to say something?
1: Well, coercion suggests that there is a lack of conversation. Now, persuasion is conversation, coercion is not. And back to the call to action that you hear seniors in these assisted living centers um, call to, and my conversation about community, I mean, you create a community around you as a person like a bubble. And so, and Dan can attest to me to this, is that I will talk to anybody. I will start a conversation with bank tellers and checkout people Mm -hmm. and you know, the stock guy in aisle four.
5: Democrats. <laughs> Even. 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 She's very but, open.
1: You know, you give, me, you give me an opportunity, and I will try to engage eye to eye with somebody and give them agency or dignity, and then we have a conversation in which ideas can be exchanged, and that comes to follow-up when you see them again. And to me, that... That's like my call to action is just to engage mm-hmm. with people to ha- to build a community one link at a time. Mm-hmm. No matter if those links may ever come into contact with each other. Right. Maybe I'm the circle around which the links. But you know that that's my call to action. Now, I believe that so, we
3: rarely know the impact we have. Not, not. We rarely see it.
1: You know, it's like you know my community is not exist out here. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a little enhanced, you know, yeah. Facebook and all, but yeah, the, the real time, the, the warmth of human touch and face-to-face is yeah, so the, important. The
2: face-to-face, that eye contact.
1: Right. To me, which is, again, you know, that whole, like, resist. Go to the theater and the, the symphony and mentor people and give... Candy or whatever. It's like, well, what the hell were you doing before this?
2: <laughs> you know, I was going to you know, the theater like you give, you and know, giving If Trump candy. was all of a sudden
1: <laughs> your call to like engage in community then. <laughs> In great shape beforehand. I don't
3: believe that they're engaging in community.
0: <laughs> if I go to the grocery store and I'm waiting at the deli counter, I will strike up a conversation with sure. who is ever next to me. Hi, yeah. how are you? You know, just it, it starts with that, and sometimes it's just that. Hi, how are you? You have that momentary connection. Sometimes, sometimes it quickly it evolves into stay. a conversation. Yeah. I mean, even in my early late teens, early twenties, I had a job doing one of my side jobs was door-to-door newspaper collections, once a month to collect for the Tribune or the Times or whatever. And there were elderly people that I loved to talk to, and I would bypass their house. I saw you walk down the block on Tuesday. How come you didn't stop and get me? (laughs) Because when I stop and I ring your doorbell, I end up talking to you for half an hour. I gotta make some progress I to today. I got a hundred tickets I gotta collect on and I love talking to you, but if I ring your doorbell, I'm here for half an hour talking to you. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy talking to you, but How I gotta well. make some progress today. How about So I'm gonna come and get here. you on round two and I will sit here and I will talk with you for fifteen and twenty fifteen, twenty minutes mm-hmm. because A I feel good. Some people are shut in and they don't get enough of that contact. Sometimes it's you know I look at people older than me as living history books. They've lived a different life in a different era than I have, and I can learn and put my life in perspective by seeing how they got to where they are today.
4: I'm sorry. Go ahead, man.
0: You know, I, I, I think, like you said, the action is I teach my kids to discuss issues. It, we, we have many open and frank conversations. You mentioned having, you know, John, about your anarchist uh, brother-in-law. We, we've had some if you walked into my house on Thanksgiving with my father-in-law who passed away a couple of years ago, you'd hear some pretty raucous arguments, <laughs> sure. but if, if you walked in from the outside, it's like, oh my God, this family's dysfunctional, yet it was that very <laughs> conversation that made us look forward to mm-hmm. the holidays, to be able to sit down and have these conversations and still be able to respect each other and love each other, mm-hmm. but share some different point of views and expand our own opinions by hearing what others have to say.
3: Well, and I think, you know, part, another part of the answer, we do. We go out and serve our fellow man. Um, to me, so marching down the street and screaming and hollering is not really serving anybody or anything. That's my <laughs> opinion. <God>. Um, <laughs> you know, going to sit down with your brother who's going, been through, got kicked out of rehab and is trying to get another job, and you're sitting down with him and the guy who's considering hiring him. That's the kind of stuff I love to do. I just there that was go. a real thing for me this last week, and now oh, he's he day about, three, and he hasn't happened? got fired yet. <laughs> Praise God, right? <laughs> um, and you know, John, as a as a born again Christian as well, I just I, just recently I heard you know the the, the preacher say that. It's the question isn't what can one man do it's the question is what can God do through me because mm-hmm. uh, to me it's always about influence <laughs> and impact how do we have impact is what I look for
5: was a great comment by Lincoln uh, when, when he was poised with the uh, argument that the people in the south are very biblical and mm-hmm. they would say that God's on their side Right. you guys in the north are saying well God's on your side yeah. so what is it? And Lincoln <laughs> said well I think the problem here is, uh, who's on God's side? (laughs) That's a good
3: point. It's a great point. Um, But yeah, it's sometimes what we can do as an individual can often seem very, very small. And, but all those, if all of us did a small thing every single day, boy, does it add, add up quickly.
5: And well, we're a, we're a culmination of our life's experiences. Yeah. We were talking before about the idea of these, of these people that have all these great wisdoms that they have found through the selective filters of their life. You know, they can't be in all places. You know, they experience things that nobody else can experience mm-hmm. through ideas that no one else does. You know, so they're very individualistic in that. And so in a, in a, in a, the purpose of something like this is for us to throw these ideas out there under belief structures that we have and kick it around. Mm-hmm. And so we respect other people's opinions, and so we want to listen to what they have to say. And I know personally that some of the concepts that I have have been augmented by listening to this great table of people that I, that I see. Mm-hmm. Why? because everybody here seems open to it. That's, I mean, we're here for that purpose. Mm-hmm. And so if, to answer whoever's listening about what do we do, well, we take these things and we go on to continue to build our filters, or our, or our belief structures, or our ideas, and we actually change how we're going to represent it, mm-hmm. change the way we're going to talk. Absolutely. And, and, that's, and that's how communities work. I, the, I, I have had
4: many wonderful conversations that would not otherwise have occurred, oh, especially yes. Friday afternoons. You know, after <laughs> When I get still up still fresh this table. <laughs> right, when I can still remember it. Right <laughs> uh, and I, I uh, it, it talk about striking up conversations with, you know, we have, uh, I usually go to the grocery store at weird hours because it's more convenient. You're not fighting crowds and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is this lady at the Crystal Lake, Jewel, early in the morning called Eartha for, I have no idea, I guess she's German. Uh, but she's one of these uh, ladies that can have a really good conversation with a doorknob. Um, which you she, represent really well. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, <laughs> she, does, she does really well with me. All right, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> you're a good doorknob. And I look forward, I genuinely looking, look forward to my little interaction with her as I'm checking out. You know? And uh, I also find there a, a great deal of uh, reward conversations with dogs. You know, there's a dog going by, getting walked, you know. I'm the first guy down on my knee making friends with a dog, and what happens is you wind up talking to the person walking the dog. It's, you know, this was the only way I got dates in college since I had a dog, right? <laughs> Uh, not to be facetious about it. Three more jokes just went through my
2: head. (laughs) (laughs)
6: Uh, And some of them you probably can't really share.
0: I remember the name of every dog in my neighborhood. I don't have as good a recollection of their owner's name. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, the dogs are more interesting. It's a conversation starter. It's a safe way to walk up to someone and strike up that conversation.
4: You point at the dog, say, may I? Right? And if you get that permission, then you make friends with Dog, and at that point, you know a lot about the owner, too,
5: right? And you can tell. So, the action is what we share. That now being here obviously uh, did not make you go talk to dogs to pick up chicks.
1: So, <laughs> at least let's hope
5: not. Yeah, this is that's well. He was already doing he that, he was already still. doing so that's, that. That's, well, that's my know. point. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but but you know, but the, the whole attack on the, uh, on the conversation and how you're going to view it, and how you're going to present it. Comes from what dialectics kicking it around, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's the idea.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: And so the concept before about coercion, coercion is something that always is there. How do you how do you limit coercion's ability is through dialectics. Mm-hmm. Now when you, coercion coercion is a is a derogatory term, you know it's directly derogatory. But really, what we're talking about is influences, right? And so mm-hmm. and, and so influence, yeah, absolutely. And so by this conversation here, I have been influenced. By your by the thought processes that you people have had mm-hmm. it influences me, and I add that on to what my structures are and make my modifications. This goes on all the time. Be careful! Everybody starts does. talking
6: to dogs. The, the way that I would like <laughs> to add to Dan's comments, I think he's absolutely correct, which um, is very rewarding for me. Uh, but
4: <laughs>
3: uh,
6: but, it's, but I think it's also the the matter. It would appear that when we when I speak of coercion, it's the issue of things being made illegal mm-hmm. or punishable by law. And we and this is what the left is good at. Mm-hmm. The, well, all the things that we've been sharing about, uh, conversation, building connection, meeting dogs, things of this nature, meeting owners through dogs, and being given permission. What a beautiful Australian shepherd. How long have you had her? Oh, I've been doing this. You've got permission to engage. Those are all very by their nature conservative ideas mm-hmm. and conservative behaviors. What I mean but with regards to progressive leftists, they want to have their opinions reflected in legal Precedent in law and legislation, so that if you put a cross on your door, it is now illegal and punishable by coercion. Mm-hmm. The, the the full force of government, either financial penalty, or mm-hmm. or boot jack come through your door, take down your Christmas tree mm-hmm. because we can see it from the from this city street, Mm -hmm. and it's an offense. That's what we're referencing, and that is what the left does and wants by its nature. For example, I was thinking about this this week, and you're thinking, you'd never think about anything, John, do you? said, no, (laughs) just once or twice, and this is it. And I want you to really think about this. Do people in New York City want to, as a rule, control and influence the people in Kansas and Oklahoma? The answer to that is absolutely yes. Social engineering. Social engineering, Do the people in Oklahoma and Kansas want to control the people in New York City. Absolutely not. They have no interest in it. They well, just want to be left alone. Short of selling them food. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> right. Right. But right, but that's it, but that's a so commerce thing. Right? <laughs> yeah. So that's a commerce and that's thing. That's
1: why you have like a New York company like Archer Daniel Mid- Midlands in Kansas.
6: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but they want to be left alone, right? And so but but in that, we have to always remember that that is the, the, the hallmark difference between the leftist and the conservative mm-hmm. in nature. The leftist wants to control more and more, says, You're doing that wrong. I'm gonna come in and control your life. The conservative, by their nature, if they're truly conservative, says, I just want to be left alone to live in my liberty. And there's a fundamental they are not exactly the same thing, just with different opinions. And that's what many people believe. That a leftist and a conservative are just the same kind of people, same modus operandi, just different opinions. Mm -hmm. That's not the case. That plate Uh, was
1: flipped. When they were talking about civil rights, sodomy laws, school integration, you know, then the people that wanted to coerce the change, then it was like the leftists were all like, you know, oh, yes, we're about the leftists because those conservatives and those silly laws about, you know, one drop rules and stuff. So I don't know that that conservative liberal. Like, what's the, the thing is like the, the staunchest liberal becomes the staunchest conservative the day after the revolution
3: right. is over.
5: Yeah, it's a good line. You the can, hour that they won. The, the, the hour they the
3: won. Yeah. But I, right.
5: think what, I think what he's pointing out in, that, in what, you're, what you're referencing is accurate about the mechanism but I think what he's trying to point out is is that when when the groups of liberties are being truncated is where the conservative comes in and makes the argument and wants a law for it. Right. <laughs> And so because it's a liberty argument, the reason why understanding the basis of law strikes in the fact that I must have the ability to live as I see it, this guy next to me must also, we're going to have some natural tension that exists between that. So we have to have a law that's going to define those terms. I think that's what you're asking.
6: And so when we go back and we look at the various laws mentioned, right, that, that mm-hmm. Don just mentioned, I was I a conservative and say I don't want those things on the books because I don't want those things punishable by law.
3: Right.
6: But, sure, but, but, but that's, but okay, so we have to, so it's not, so we saw that there may be various parties and interests and politicians and what have you that took various, but my argument would be they're not conservatives. Right. The conservatives is, I don't want the issue of marriage determined in, in the issue with regards to courts. It's that's none of your business. business. Okay, business. it's none of your business. So on and so forth. <clears throat> and so, again, we, when a person comes down to the thing and say, uh, you know, the one-drop rule, wait a minute, that, that that shouldn't even be on the books, right? I mean, the conservative says, hey, I don't you want that around because I don't want that punishable by law.
5: So he's defining conservative not in a political realm, I think, mm-hmm. is what's going right. on. That's right. right, right, right. There's just been some confusion That's why he says right. true conservative. And yet, yeah. if you
1: would have told me that there was going to be, like, it's okay for like live birth abortions in the South. I would have said never in my lifetime.
6: Yeah, right, right, I'd
5: agree with that.
1: I mean, that's just.
5: It, As a conservative, would, would you back. would you want a law to prevent that, John? Would you? A yes. Would you want a I mean, law I'm to gonna say, live birth I gotta say, I'm
1: guilty. I think that's just.
5: That's Life birth, abortion so, so, is just a so that,
2: so, that, so, that, so, that. so this is oxymoron. Well, we have a law against that. It's called <laughs> that is punishable by law. It's called murder. But it's, you know, it yeah. Is, but now
1: it's legal on the books. It is the, right. So,
6: punishable. so so, the, so I would address that. I want to address that in a general way without going down that rabbit trail. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, I mean, I would love to, but just not here, not now. Right. The I think it's the issue. So, if you can picture this curve, right, uh, 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 from you know, uh, left to right, I want the least number of laws required to have a functional, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. liberty-seeking society in that regards to taxation, behaviors, and all that. I want the minimum amount so maximum liberty can be preserved assuming certain things, i.e. that murder's bad, right? And doesn't mm-hmm. matter, right? All there's no such thing as hates hate crimes mm-hmm. because crime usually isn't done with love in your heart. Yeah. <laughs> on I mean yeah. I'm just you know, I'm I just like wax, that. I'm just yes. crazy, but that's right. Mm-hmm. But as opposed to the leftist that wants the maximum amount of laws mm-hmm. before the people actually throw up and and and, re- and revolt against them, right? Mm-hmm. So they're all they want the maximum number of laws. So If someone were to say, "Hey, do you believe in uh, post-birth abortion?" Well, no, I don't. Well, why not? Because, right? Well, why is that? Because that's consistent with the minimal amount of laws. Because I think that that individual who has been born, and we can again get down the rabbit trail one life story, but that rabbit trail, but that person has has rights and should be protected under the law to the extent that should uh, government ever go and say, you know something, um, we want to force you to have an abortion. Well that's of course, no, I wouldn't want that, but that's exactly what we do by the federal funding of Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. They're forcing that procedure on people without giving the full range of options. Mm-hmm. And that's absolutely, and that again, yeah. is an immorality. Well my, my hope would be, which is is a dream
3: at this point, is that that stuff would be addressed without laws. I mean, right. change of hearts is ultimately the only way we're probably gonna right. reduce or eliminate abortion is change of hearts,
5: not change of laws. Which is uh, where
1: we started the, the yeah, conversation, right. when
5: it's like, you it, know. It's interesting for, for sociologists. Other people. Yeah. It's interesting for sociologists when they look at the, at the triggers of a failing society, when, when the society is failing and it's gonna come a state, one of those triggers is the number of laws that they have instituted. Yep. Mm-hmm. The more laws, the more they understand the society is failing. It's falling so
1: apart. it's past the bell curve. You
5: cannot have freedom
3: without responsibility. And I heard—I don't remember where I heard that first time, but we, I think Spider-Man. that's what our country Spider-Man. is trying to do. <laughs> <Spider-Man>. <laughs> right. so uh, rather than taking <laughs>
1: responsibility freedom, for us, we impose it be, on other people.
5: Uh, constantly. Mm-hmm. Great movie, uh, Homecoming. Great film. You, 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 you must constantly uh, be working on it. Right, yeah. It, 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 you can't I, rest on your laurels.
3: You can't rest on your laurels with freedom I want to go back to the... Which one, if I was a cartoonist, I love the dog analogy, and, and uh, here's how I would do it. Why are you looking at me? Well, because I don't know why I'm looking at you, but the whole <laughs> <laughs> thing Look at Byron. Look at Byron. Yeah, <laughs> I just like the idea that a conservative goes up and asks about the dog and engages. My immediate picture of the leftist, non-liberal, would be the person that walks out when the dog is there, and their first comment is, you're going to clean up after your dog when it craps on my yard. Where's right? your bags? Yeah, where's your bags? That, that's <laughs> that's I, bag. I love my greenable bag. <laughs> that would cartoon. But then to follow that up with a more serious note, John, your, the whole issue of coercion and, again, these things, we just sometimes we hear them in the news and we can't believe it and then they just go on. The latest one, there was a guy in Canada that was charged, I think, with a fel- felony and maybe going to jail because he did not refer to a person with the proper pronoun.
2: That has that happened actually, in the UK he to, yes, to a woman. True. She actually yeah. got arrested. I yeah, got it.
3: arrested because I called you he instead of she or she instead of he. Well, so what?
6: So what Holy so I don't cow. remember the exact case. I remember hearing about it this past nice. week. But what it is is that they, uh, that in this particular, and I don't even remember where it is, but within this particular municipality, state, uh-huh. Providence, parish, wherever it was, they put it on the books so that it was punishable by law, that if you didn't, um, I think it was at a college, that if you didn't address the individual with their prescribed desired pronoun, right. mm-hmm. and you stayed and just used like a generic one, right. what have you, that that was punishable. And that's exactly what we're talking about. That between those two individuals, they should be able to work out to say, yeah. look, this is what I want to be called and the person will say, look, I really understand that, but I'm just not going to do yeah. that. So and we're just going to have to fi- we're just going to have to figure out how to w- make yeah, this ways. work. Yeah, but yeah. they've brought again the full force of an entity right. upon that individual whether and mm-hmm. Punished by jail time, financial yeah, fine, ruin of reputation because you've offended someone in a protected class status. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Bang, you're done. And as far as you know, the whole thing. Well, people are now engaged in their communities more. And now they're actually doing this, and they're all doing that. Well, that's you know, how they're engaged. That's what. No, that's what you should have been doing in the first right. place, dipshit. Yeah. The problem <laughs> is. The problem is, is that. That people had delegated to the government to do the things they should have been doing themselves, and in the process so, of delegating to the government, they enslaved pro- themselves to that government, and that's, and that's the problem. Yeah, one hundred percent agree. I'm going to
1: try to make a Hebrew into Webrew. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Not
2: oh, bad. wow. <laughs> Not bad. Actually, what just went <laughs> through just my head bad? is weebrews wobble, but they don't we'll fall, fall down. down. Um, but I think those were weebles. Weebles. At any rate, um, all of this ties back to, and it, 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 to me, it's now, I, I couldn't answer their question because I was coming at what they were saying from a standpoint that would have been relative into what they were describing. Mm-hmm. In so much as no, I'm not going to go hold a sign somewhere because, like, like, that that just seems so asinine and, and ineffectual and stupid. To what's me. a better
1: use of my you time? You know, yeah,
2: what's a better use of my time? No, I'm not going to go protest, I'm not going to march, I'm not. No, that's dumb. I'm not going to go block traffic. That's the other most mm-hmm. absolute idiotic thing I've ever seen anybody do and think that it's going to be really okay. helps your cause, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. don't d- d- who were your parents that did not tell you not to stand in front of cars? Or were you such a bad kid that they said, go play in traffic. Sure, go outside. Yeah, go play in traffic. And time. it just <laughs> sat with you. And then just, so well, there no, could it could have been Darwinists where they wanted like, to yeah, yeah. Call it cold
5: so herd, as we say. They taught, you only really look one way when you cross the street. You know,
2: <laughs> and, and no, I did not serve militarily, but in action, like many of you, I talk to anybody, everybody all the time and and it's real easy for me to just look at someone and say hey how's your day going what's been great for you today and and i actually like the responses from people when i say what's mm-hmm. been great for you today mm-hmm. uh, cuz it tells you a little bit about that person right away That'd just you, yeah. in their response and and it's good? fun yeah it's fun to play with conversationally uh, for me but in those actions and in Don you talked about extending your community and and how you do that whether it's one person at a time or or, you know everybody comes and sits down at a table with you on a Friday morning just because one day I was bored and didn't want to have coffee by myself, so I called Ken. And, <laughs> and this is the worst of all. In, in, yeah, and then now <laughs> we have this. <laughs> um, yeah, well, no, I didn't. Actually, it was somebody else's dog. Talking. Dogs are yeah, such a. dog. <laughs> His girlfriend's dog. Okay, exactly. I'm telling you, I'm going two dogs. I live with dogs. I don't own a dog. I'm I live with cats. Know. I don't own a cat. I serve. So a nobody cat. owns a cat. <laughs> anyway,
1: yeah, I, I serve a cat.
6: The action. I <laughs> go. <laughs> by staff at for my cat. He's good morning, staff. You're right. Good morning. <laughs> we good morning. Good morning. Good morning.
5: Yeah. were talking earlier about eugenics. <clears throat> we were talking about the problems within eugenics that we now know about. I was telling the gentleman at the other end of the table about how the Rockefeller and Carnegie Institutes are actually funding this research to the degree that prior to Nazi Germany, uh, they had actually were funding the the development of Germany's programs to be able to isolate these problems, these genetic defects within the society. This is all what the platform them? of Hitler ran on. Mm-hmm. They, they were they were uh, in the United States, Indiana. They had actually came up with sterilization laws for mm-hmm. people that were considered mongrel or had low intelligence. Or had a, a genetic disorder that, would, that kept repeating itself and they wanted to stop this by, by, by sterilizing legally. It was forced sterilization. So my point was is that you know when, when, when this was being funded by these two organizations, I believe that they were trying to benefit humanity. I think they were trying to socially engineer it. I think they were trying to say, well, this is, without thinking about the idea, well, should they be doing it, they wanted to immediately do it. And I think that thus is kind of what's going on as John was illustrating some of these ridiculous laws. I think this is what's going on. I think that there's a, there's an engineering where they want to say that this is what we think that you should be. And the idea is what? What are we supposed to be? Nondescript? Nothing? So, you know, talk about taking away a child's enthusiasm about being who they are or who they, who they can be. And, and instead saying, well, you can be anything. You can be a woman. You can be whatever you want, whatever catches your whim. Yeah, They don't have the wisdom to do it. They don't have the dialectics to argue about whether it's right or wrong. They're trying to impose an idea on this. This is all social engineering. Now, it's funny when you look at, which I think was my wife's point, it's, when it's funny when you look at when people get into religious belief systems that, there's an, an, an engineering going on there as well. Sure, sure. But I think the difference is, is that it's to the individual and not to the group. Right. I think when religions are... are, are, are <laughs> properly... Are, are, you know, right. I mean, I don't want to get into a... Like he says, don't run into a rabbit hole. I don't want to get into a about which ones do what. Right. I'm just saying that, I mean, you, you have this mechanism that's mm-hmm. going on. But the, strike to the point that in society to have... A guy that has all the money, all the control of the laws, legal systems, now imposing upon this on you is a whole different argument.
3: Well, your point, we mentioned it earlier when, when I was talking with you earlier, and it's like most evil in the world has been done by people who thought they were doing good.
5: Well,
4: certainly.
3: Oh, yeah. And yeah. also the idea that
5: <laughs> evil can only exist. The people that know the difference don't do anything about it. Right. To strike back to what your initial thing was on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the, the people that know about it, they want to strike against it. We want to say, whoa, why is this? This is messed up. So we're dealing with some pretty deep issues on
6: this, Mm -hmm. but are they? you know? And you know, the, the, the matter of, you know, virtue or whatever that means, right? And, and, and what however that is defined, we come back to that tension between revelation and reason. Mm-hmm. And only in liberty can a person really say, look, I mean, San Francisco, if you want to be what you are, that's fine. You go do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's okay. But, you know, leave me to my own self where it is I am in forgottenia Illinois, mm-hmm. right? And I don't need to live the way you live, and I'm not going to ask you to live the way that I do. And the reason that I mention that is because I, I think that... Ben Benjamin Franklin was a pretty sharp guy, and he was a deist, and so there's there's some things with him that I would hold in common, but some things I would sharply disagree, but this is what he says, only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. Mm -hmm. Yes. As nations become more corrupt and vicious, they have need, uh, they have... they have more need of masters. Mm-hmm. And what does a master do? They pass laws. So they have the full force of something, authority over you to make okay. you do what they, what they want you to do. And the problem is, is that whatever that tension is between determining what is virtuous, it can't be one size mm-hmm. fits all for 350 million people. And it cannot be the same thing, uh, you know, here as it is there, and so on and so forth. We have to have this liberty, otherwise the conversation must end. And there there can't be any ebb and flow, and there must be coercion, there must be more laws, and we slide down the titler cycle, and we determine, yeah, society is beginning to unravel because more and more laws are being Mm -hmm. passed because people just don't understand that it's not okay to go into your neighbor's house and, and shoot them right I mean as over you know a Christmas tree or whatever the case might be or or, or uh, that that in fellow who Richmond, was, or, yeah. or that fellow who was uh, back in this past winter fellow was handicapped he was Right, older gentleman. He was in the water. He was drowning, else. Uh, and, and those those two young men, two or three young men, that was, were videotaping or yeah. recording that. Yeah, I man. say videotaping because I'm an old man, but they were recording this with their phones. And they were standing there laughing at him, and he did drown and he did die. die. Now, there was no law that required them in the state of Florida to go in and help them. Yeah. But certainly it should have been written somewhere on their heart by their creator, by whatever name, that dude's gonna die, his life has value, I need to go and get his keister out of there. They're like, no, you absolutely, you are in that problem. You got yourself in there tough shit. And by the way, if you walk the streets of Calcutta, that's the way they see it. Oh man, that's karma, dude. You mm. deserve what you get. Mm-hmm. And, in, in, Actually, and to interfere with it means you're interfering with God. And in China, mm-hmm. if you way they do, it
1: then you're responsible
6: for
5: that. Right. 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 I used yeah, to then, think that was yeah. just Calvary. The, <laughs> the word virtue, and I yeah. think what Franklin is, is using in this, the, this comes to us uh, from Aristotle, and Aristotle simply defines virtue, you is acting honestly under your belief system or under, under the thing that you believe is right, you act honest again for that is virtuous. No judgment on whether it's right or wrong for society. It's, it's virtuous directly to the individual. That's, that's where we get virtue from, and that's what his argument is.
3: That's why I like the phrase, no freedom without responsibility. Mm-hmm. Responsibility mm-hmm. is personal, it's you. If, if we were all responsible, we'd have probably have a pretty good society. <laughs> I mean, what would I mean,
6: what would
5: happen well, if... Forget about society, we were responsible, we have a good life for ourselves. Yeah, too, <laughs> yeah really. Yeah,
6: exactly it starts right. there, right? I mean, what would happen if when people saw a need in, in life, that they met the need? Yeah. If you see somebody that, you know, they, they have an issue, that we met the need. Individually, personally, instead of saying, you know, I don't have time for that, I'm going to delegate that to the government. Yeah, that's, and that's what's happening more we Where all of, day. what, 10, 15, 20 cents, depending on the level of government, gets to the actual recipient. Yeah. Right. And you have all the complications of them collecting the money and then the fear of being audited and blah, blah, much blah, and more whatever. Well, and, and, and again,
2: we managed to do all of that just fine and dandy all the way up until 1938. They decided there needed to be a personal income. Come times. Yep. Right. All of that, Same everything man. you just talked about, got done for uh, centuries. I would argue more effectively, and more effectively, about. to a point. I knew Dan would disagree. I know you disagree. Exactly. but uh, I yeah, that that's another conversation yeah. for another yes, day. Yes, it is. That's a that's, uh, that's a good that's uh, that, a that
6: might, that's a rabbit highway. Yeah, that's a rabbit <laughs> highway. Um,
2: that's, and that's a rabbit sinkhole. Highway. I think actually, what I'd like to do is go ahead and wrap up today. This is. I've enjoyed this conversation. Thank you very much because this directly spoke, and all of you directly spoke to and and managed to influence my thought uh, in in the direction of how I would actually respond to those people who said, "Well, what are you doing?" So now right, you're do you would actually let me give
5: you a crayon and a yeah. placard so you can so, heal outside. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, I'll do that. What a you're saying crayon. is you might actually
3: do
2: something now. Uh, well, actually, I know how to <laughs> answer down what down I arm. am doing. And there you go. Uh, what I feel like I am. Doing, yeah. You were dumbfounded so, by the question. I was well, dumbfounded. Too, by the question. We're going to be
4: bailing you out of jail.
2: So, <laughs> but uh, well, you know, I tell you what, the, 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 that would probably well. There's the instance of the John. I thought you were going with the the Richmond, the Richmond guy, who <coughs> the guy was, you know, honking at him. He gets out of his little Mini Cooper because he has the video up there, and uh, the guy in his red Jeep uh, pulls a gun and points it at the guy and says, "Get back in your, get back in your car, get back in your car." <laughs> Uh, He's a Foyt owner, and he is a a concealed carry, a licensed person. But, you know, boy, did he... I don't don't know what that guy was going through that day, but Mm -hmm. dumb decision, dumb way to react. But uh, um, now he's paying for it. But, uh, oh, well. Um, It's remarkable in what you can choose to do. And the, the simplest thing... You know, beyond what we're doing here, to me, the simplest thing is to engage, and up until the point someone wants to cross the line. If someone tells me, sorry, you can't have that in your yard, you can't put that on your house, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't,
3: hey,
2: people, guess what, I'm going to do
6: it. Can I share one last thing with you? Yeah, absolutely. I... I um you know, if, if this thing had you know, visual, we could see that I try to present myself well. I think it's important when you go out in public that you don't look like you just rolled out of bed or are mm-hmm. going to Walmart or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Or Dollar General. So I don't want to get anything on me but I think I'm going to get something on me if we don't let Byron say something because he's really over here. He's, his he hands are starting to gesture. <laughs> you feel the heat. I, I can start to feel things pouring off of him. And, well, he, and
2: you know, he let's is, go ahead and let Byron talk. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you saying that because Byron actually, this is his mo. We will. Uh-huh. We've, we, yeah, Byron he's, a, he's the sniper. Well,
6: <laughs> he is. We've
2: actually had many Friday mornings in the past where Byron sat quietly uh-huh. right up until the very end, and then. He's like he a, would drop he's like a bush negatons.
7: master. He likes to do the mic Go, go ahead, Byron. Okay, so I haven't been here for quite a while. So what I've actually taken the position as is being a listener. Mm. And I've taken a different approach to this and listening. So as a listener that comes back in says, I'd love to tune back in to find out what people do. And I don't know if at the end of the conversation that that listener is going to leave with that feeling of saying, well, they said what they did. And here's why I struggle with it is because everybody has their own definition of what is doing. Mm -hmm. So somebody could come in and say that I'm doing this, and somebody says, well, but you didn't do this. And it's a real slippery slope, so what I would challenge more of the listener to look at is simply say, what is your belief and where do you quantify, if you don't think that people are doing enough in your opinion, what stems the belief and sparks your foundation for what is enough to be acceptable? Because that's a question to ask somebody what they do because you might listen to this and go that's still not enough Right and so for everybody. There's just that different level Um, And that was just the part that I looked at is I don't want the listener to leave and go well That that was a terrible episode. I didn't really get the answer that I wanted But simply people provided their thoughts on it
2: Mm -hmm. That's excellent. But here's
7: the. That's the sound of the mic drop.
2: Oh. <laughs>
3: he
2: did it again. <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> no, awesome. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. I like that. So we'll end on that note. So everybody, go ahead golf. and golf clap it out and figure out what your beliefs say doing is and what doing enough is and uh, go do that. <laughs> go do that. And we'll talk to you again next week on episode 67. Hmm? Thank you, Peter. Thank Thank you.